Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 14th of February. Happy Valentine's Day to all out there. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, there's general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's Head on over to the scores on the doors. Another pretty night in the US. Unfortunately, seems it's not only the path of true love that does not always run smooth, but it is also the path of lower inflation that does not always run smooth either. A little bit of a bump on the road, maybe a speed bump, maybe just a reminder to Wall Street to go a little bit slower and actually start listening to the Fed because they haven't, well, they have said many times, especially in the last week, that it will be a bumpy road. The last mile will not be as easy as the first part of getting that inflation number down. We did last night see the consumer price index rising. This is the US one, 0.3% in January. CPI was back up to 3.1% on an annual basis. Now, economists were expecting CPI to have increased by 0.2% in January and 2.9% from a year ago. So that is of issue for the US market. We did see US bond markets push much, much higher in terms of yield, 15.1 basis points for 10 years, 4.32. Remember, everything is priced off the back of the U.S. risk-free rate. Uh, U.S. two years, 4.66, up 19 basis points. The Aussie 10 year was up nearly 11 basis points to 4.29%. So that really was a big move for the bond market. And we did see a correspondingly big move for the equity markets. Core prices in the US, which exclude volatile food and energy components, rose 0.4% and 3.9% from a year ago. Uh, That was a lot higher, well, not a lot higher, but a little bit higher, I guess, than the analysts were going for. So that is uh, certainly the big news of the day. And as the bond market fell, so did the equity market. Yields rose and equities fell. However, after hours, we are seeing some big moves. Robin Hood's up 14% and Lyft, well, it's certainly living up to its name. It's up 53% in after-hours trading on the back of a profit number beating and uh, hot guidance as well. However, back to the big market. Dow Jones closing down 525 points or 1.35%. 38,273. Its best was down at 98 points. Its worst was down 758, so about 250, uh, 230 odd points off its lows as it headed into the close. And we did see NASDAQ down 1.8%, 287 points, 15,656. The S&P 500 was down 1.37% in the middle for Diddle, as always, 69 points. Back below the 5,000 level, 49.53, but the Russell 2000, Well, that had an absolute shocker. That hope that the broadening of the market was really starting to take hold in terms of those smaller caps, and it wasn't just left up to the big tech, has been smacked. Uh, They were down, uh, the Russell 2000, down nearly 4%, 81 points to 1964. So maybe that theory is not so good. Of course, the small caps and the smaller companies in the US economy are the majority of the employers 
in the US economy and do get hit hardest when rates rise. It's not as if rates are going to rise. We are still going to see rate cuts in the US this year. However, the hopes for one in March, April or May do seem to have been dashed and we're very much looking at a longer trajectory in terms of the Federal Reserve cutting those rates, being a lot more cautious. We do have the Federal Reserve's preferred measure, the personal consumption, the PCE, out in a couple of weeks. So that will be uh, a lot more important now. It was the Dow's biggest one-day loss since March 2023. Spy futures against all of this were down 90 points. So we're going to have our own sort of St. Valentine's Day massacre down 1.1 at 9%, 74.62. We also saw the VIX volatility index in the US, as you would imagine, given the volatility in, in the Dow, NASDAQ and S&P, and especially in the Russell 2000, was up 14% to 15.87. It was looking a little bit on the low side uh, there, and insurance was cheap in some respects. But the ASX futures down 90 points today. Yesterday, the market was down 11 points. Not a particularly big day yesterday, but it was a big day for results. CSL and Macquarie are the big ones yesterday. Resources were slightly okay. Banks were slightly okay. But we do have uh, the CBA numbers this morning. They are out. $2.15 is the dividend there. Uh, We have seen cash profits falling 3% to around $5 billion. Profit margins continuing to suffer. And Matt Common has reiterated that 2023 represented a challenging year for Australia's largest lenders and the broader economy. So that may set the scene for the banks. Now, the US banks were easier as well. Bank of America down 2.6. Wells Fargo down 1.4. Goldman's down 3.5. Morgan Stanley down 3.3%. So that's going to put a little bit of a wash there in terms of the US banks feeding into our own banks and the CBA was down 0.26% in trade overseas last night. ResMed had a bit of a tricky night down 1.8%. Avita down 3% and uh, Barclays and UBS both down around 1.5% in European trade. As far as uh, tech stocks go in the US, well incredibly Lyft is now up 62% after their results which <laughs> just shows uh, I'm not sure what that shows, but uh, there's certainly a lot of uh, algos and computer trading going on following the momentum. NVIDIA was down 0.2% last night. AMD down 02 Netflix down 06 Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, down 1.9%. Tesla down 2.2%. Amazonians are down 2.1%. Alphabetti Spaghetti down 1.6%. Microsoft down 22 And Apple down 1.1%. It did look like Wall Street was looking for an excuse to take some profits, and they had the excuse with those CPI numbers. So uh, that is of significance for our market today. SPY futures, as I say, down at 90-odd points. In terms of commodities, well, there's not much shaking at the moment, to be honest. Uh, Brent crude was up 0.6%, 50 cents to $82.60. WTI, 78.30 up nearly a buck or 1.22%. Quietly, oil has been trading upwards. We did see gold prices get walloped, $27.20, down 1.4%. Why did they get walloped? Well, the US dollar index was better, 0.7 of a percent. The Aussie dollar falling to 64.52, as it looks as if rate cuts in the US have been delayed, rate cuts interrupted. 
from the Fed. So that is uh, pushing those bond yields up, the bond market down, equities down, uh, the US dollar up, gold down $27.20, platinum down 1.9%, silver had a bit of a shocker, down 2.7%. And we did see LME copper unchanged, nickel up 1.3%, aluminium down 0.3%, zinc down 0.7%, lead down 1.3%, and tin up 1.6%. Iron ore, of course, very much in the closed session because China is on their Lunar New Year still. Uh, uranium was a smidge easier, and uh, lithium was pretty much unchanged. Looking at the overseas resource stocks, BHP down 2.5% overseas, Rio down 2%. We had Glencore down 0.4%, Freeport, McMoran down 2.7%, Arcadium Lithium down 4.7%, Sigma Lithium down 7.4%. We had a good run yesterday in Latin resources. I suspect that's going to be undone today, as Robbie Williams would say. Coming undone. SQM uh, was down 5.1 and Arbemar down 6.6%. So certainly the lithium revival still some way off, if ever, I guess. ExxonMobil down 1%, Chevron down 1%, and Shell down 0.3 of a percent. But it really is about results. Of course, this morning uh, we do have AMP, Ansel, Computer Share, Dexel, Domain, Downer, and Evolution are the biggest ones out today. News out from Fletcher Building as well. Chief Executive Ross Taylor and his chairman Bruce Hassel will both leave later this year. Uh, the underperforming building supplies group suffering, suffering heavy first half losses. It has announced a write down of 122 million bucks in the carrying value of TradeLink which does compete against Reese Group. Seven Group has upgraded its group level guidance to mid to high teen EBIT growth. The company has upgraded its forecast for industrial services business with a 20 to 25% EBIT growth expected for the full year. Now, CBA, of course, is the big one today, and I have written more on that in my uh, article this morning. So head on over to that if you're interested in CBA. As far as the raw numbers go, net profit after tax statutory NPAT was $4.83 billion, uh, which was down 8%. The cash NPAT was $5.019 billion, which is pretty much in line with where the market was going for. 3% down. Uh, net interest margin, that is the interesting one, down uh, 6 basis points on the second half, 23, 1.99%. Dividend per share is up 2%, $2.15. The common equity tier 1 ratio or the CET1 capital ratio, 12.3%, and shareholder return, 13.8% return on equity. I have to say, looking at those numbers uh, in comparison to where the share price is, I suspect it's going to be quite hard for CBA to maintain record prices if uh, that share price, uh, if those numbers uh, are taken a little bit badly. Not badly, but maybe a little bit in the negative. That net interest margin uh, potentially is a bit of a downer for them. All right, well, looking at other news out this morning as well, uh, we also have uh, IDP Education. Uh, they've announced their results, recorded an increase in its revenue up 15% to $579 million. Earnings before interest and tax increased 25% to $159 million. Net profit jumped 23%. It also declared a $0.25 cent interim dividend. Grain Corp. profit to more than halve 
It said it expects underlying profit to more than halve in FY24. Now expects EBITDA in the range of 270 to 310, which is down from 565 million. You'd think they would have given a little bit of warning there. A car parts maker GUD Holdings has declared an interim dividend of 18.5 cents. Revenue increased 8.6% there. And we've also seen um, other news this morning. EDI downer results are out as well. Uh, reporting first half underlying NPATA 76.1, which is up 12% from a year ago, is 68 Outlook reiterates that FY24 is an important year in the company's turnaround program. It anticipates EBITDA margin percentage improvement in the half second half. So there we go. Uh, some news from ANZ, ANP, rather. ANP Chair Deborah Hazelton is to retire at the conclusion of this year's AGM on the 12th of April. Uh, we also have uh, some news out from uh, the brokers in terms of some of their Upgrades and downgrades. Loftus Resources has been initiated as a speculative buy at Bell Potter with a target price of 50 cents, which does offer a significant upside, 52%. Uh, MMA Offshore, MRM is the stock code there, initiated buy at Bell Potter. Target price there, $2.55, giving it a 31% upside as well. Uh, We've had a little bit of research out this morning from Pitt Street Research, which is always a font of knowledge. In Vion... IVX. Uh, they've got a piece out there. If anyone's interested in that, email me and I'll be delighted to uh, let you know what that one says. We've had Breville Group upgraded to sector perform from underperform at RBC Capital. Target remains $24 in that one. Seek, not particularly good numbers yesterday from Seek. Downgraded to neutral from overweight at JP Morgan. Target price cut there to $25.30. Temple and Webster, good numbers there yesterday, something we have uh, flagged. Temple and Webster upgraded to outperform from neutral at Macquarie. Target big increase there to $12.30 from $7.45, but they were way behind the eight ball in terms of that one as well. Seek, uh, more on that, but it does seem as if the brokers are a little bit ho-hum on that. And some uh, downgrades, more downgrades coming through. Strike Energy, which had a shocker yesterday, falling 25%, has been upgraded to overweight from neutral at Baron Joey. Target price has been decreased to 45 cents from 48 cents there. Uh, Ansarada Group, uh, A-N-D, has been downgraded to hold from ad at Morgan's. Firm notes cash offer via scheme of arrangement from data site. Target increase to $2.50 from 2 bucks. Uh, so a bit of a takeover or a play there, perhaps. Well, that is about it so far from me uh, today. Uh, Lyft having a massive day or massive after-hours move, 60-odd percent higher. CBA will, of course, be the one to watch today. Uh, that does look a little bit disappointing uh, on first blush, but there's plenty more to come in that one as we see the uh, the analyst call as well uh, should come through there. But certainly, US CPI dominating proceedings last night in the US, CBA dominating today, and uh, plenty more to get your teeth into in the newsletter. Well, that's it. Have a great day, and as always, may the trading gods be with you. <laughs>